right. <laughs> all right. All right, guys. Welcome to the... Are you ready? <laughs> so rude. No, kidding. No. All right, guys. Welcome to the Baby Mama Podcast, where we learn to be better, not bitter. My name's Hanya. And I'm Summer. And we're here to talk about the struggles of parenting and how to overcome just life. Not life. Yeah. Life. Life. Parenting. Yeah. Um, okay, so I want to open it up by asking you something you've overcome with being a parent. Something that I've overcome, I think it'd be that work-life balance. It was so hard for me to be able to find time for myself, and I found myself just overwhelmed with being a mom. I was always like, my mind was always my son, baby T is what we call him. Um, I was everything, everything was about baby T, um, what, what time he needed to go to bed. I have him on a really strict schedule, so I definitely think that, that I've let that schedule kind of run my life in both a good way and a bad way when I tell people I have a strict schedule it's both for him and for me because I know that he goes to bed at 6 30 7 latest most of the time and after that it's me time I know that if I have something to get done something that I didn't get done during the day I have that time but the negative to that is that I'm not out after 6 30 I'm I'm home you know um so it, I've missed out on a lot but I it benefits both me and baby T, so I think. What could you tell a struggling single mom to get her excited for work-life balance? Um, I really, first of all, you have to enjoy what you do for work. If you don't enjoy work, you're, I don't want to say being mom, you hate being a mom, but you are constantly hate, not hating what you do. Hating is not a good word. What's a good word? Like you're you don't have something that you're doing for yourself, right? I personally really enjoy my job. I love what I do. I look forward to going there every, mostly every day. <laughs> um, so for me, my job is kind of like an escape. But I, I think prioritizing finding something that you love to do is going mm-hmm. to make the biggest impact. And what if that's not an option for someone currently? Right. I, I was definitely in that. I mean... I like retail too, but right before I was working where I was now, I was working retail and it was an everyday thing. I would drop my son off at daycare seven in the morning, pick him up 6 p.m. from open to close. And that was definitely not something I wanted to do. But I think, I don't want to say manifesting, but I definitely manifested where I am now. I was working six days a week. One of the days was where I was working. Um, It's a men's salon. But we... I, th- I talked to my therapist about it and I was like, my goal by the end of the year is to be full time there. And not even two weeks later, I got offered full time at that job. And so I'm just very grateful. I don't what advice could we give someone, you know, for um, advice for I just want to kind of keep talking about manifesting. If it is something you want enough and you are constantly in the mindset of thinking about this thing. Mm-hmm you will make it happen if it is something that you crave it's going to happen because you every decision you make is for that mission if you have a mission statement everything you do is for that so i think just manifesting is such a big word (laughs) it is and it's i think it's kind of scary too because you're like okay you're just manifesting but no because it's a mindset you know like you once you're thinking about this you shifted your whole mindset right now you're you have that goal kind of like summer was saying where Mm -hmm. it's like 
every decision I make is towards becoming better even and and this is a hard one like you are going to struggle you are going to have to stay up at night you know to make your (laughs) dreams come true you are though though. like (laughs) I can't tell you how many times like I I stayed up late thinking about my goals and what I wanted to do and like I just craved happiness so bad that I got it yeah, you know, girl. like I really did. I'm so happy with where I am with, you know, being able to go to work and come home. And I look forward to being able to pick my son up from daycare. We're starting to go on morning runs now. Like, <laughs> we're really getting it down, you know. Well, I want to commend you for changing your life in that aspect. I know that you have always been happy. You know, you can always make the best of any situation. But putting yourself and your son first and saying that. I want to be this person for my son. You became that person. Definitely. So I want to applaud you for that. Well, I want to applaud you because let's talk about your journey now. You know, like you became a single mom like that. I mean, I guess we all become single moms like that. (laughs) (laughs) But you were really like, how how has that been for you? You know, like you not just changed your life, like you fully changed your life. The way you ate, the way you talk, the way you see things, the way you parent, you are a completely different parent now. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say that one of my biggest, like, what I, I don't know how to put it, the biggest, one of my, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Mm, I applaud you for being so good at taking constructive criticism. You've always mm-hmm. been the type of person to accept that and then you take it or you don't, but you're very like selective with what you take but you know I appreciate I know. that yeah I, I love that about you because I know if I tell you something I'm you don't feel forced to take it but if you do take it you genuinely want to take it you know oh I appreciate that I feel like well I feel like that's one of my struggles is, con- is taking really? constructive yeah constructive criticism no way yeah so I appreciate that you say that <laughs> and now that she says that I'm going to be so much more mindful of it now um, well, I, I can give you examples, too. Oh, okay, let's <laughs> I got, uh, let me get my notes out. No, I mean, like, even with Ollie, you know, when I was, a, when I was, well, I guess I'm still a parent. <laughs> <What's> your, <laughs> way back when. I was way, way back when, when my son, when my son was a baby. <laughs> He's only two. Um, it was really hard for me because I did so much research that I was like, I know everything, you know, like oh. I, and I didn't want to change my way of thinking because I thought that I knew everything, but you know, seeing other people parent, you definitely get your own perspective, both good and bad. You get your what you want and what you don't. Um, and you're good at listening to what we have to say to mm-hmm. you. Oh, I always thought you were just like such a perfect parent. Like, I mean, you are a perfect parent, but <laughs> <laughs> she paved the way. So our sons mm-hmm. are 17 months apart. So 17. I got to watch her get through the baby phase and then have my son and every question I had, she had an answer for, you know? So, like, I appreciate that you say that I take the constructive criticism, but I really watched you, Aww. like, being a mom. Should we cry? Yeah, Should cry. we cry? <laughs> We're going to take a 15-minute uh, cry break. Cry break. Everybody cry with us. <laughs> okay, you ready, guys? <laughs> Think of your biggest trauma. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, a little bit about me. I have a one-year-old. Um, I became a single parent when he was six weeks old, so I was six weeks postpartum. And when this happened, I did go through something really big and I took my life into my own hands and I got a therapist. I got a personal trainer because I was very overweight. And I wasn't just overweight in my body, I was overweight in my mind. And Pure, write that, write that down, write that, that down. 
<laughs> All my rapper friends out there, did you get that? Did you get that? <laughs> Send me the sound card. <laughs> anyway, um, so I really always push therapy onto people because it is something that I feel like our generation is way more open to. But the way that it has fully changed me in every aspect of my mental health is amazing. I still attend therapy twice a month. I was going once a week and putting in the work in the beginning really has helped me find boundaries and personal goals and what it means to me to be a mom. So I really encourage everyone to find a therapist and make the time for yourself because day one can happen right now. It doesn't have to happen next week. It can be now. Have you seen (laughs) that TikTok that's like uh, day one or one day. Yeah. Yeah, that that inspirational for sure. Repost. Um, I got chill when you were explaining your situation. I know you didn't explain fully, but just gives me chills because I wish you guys could have seen like how down bad summer was. And she picked herself up because of her son, you know, like she really and she's done everything for her son, but she's done so much work on herself that I think she just is is a good mom because of how much work she's put in for herself, right? And that's where I think a lot of us, especially single parents, we focus so much on being such good moms that we forget to take care of ourselves. And that's really where you begin to be a good mom is when you're happy, you are well taken care of, and it's hard to get taken care of when it's just you because, you know, you think of someone else and they're taking care of you, but as a single mom, you have yourself. Okay, full circle. Coming back to work-life balance like you were talking about. Mm -hmm. What is something that is a non-negotiable, non-negotiable for you to keep you separate from your child? Um, it's definitely exercising and I've gone through different phases. It started off with yoga. I was in that yoga studio every single day. <laughs> I was there every single day. Um, but now it's been the gym. I at the gym, of course, I'm a mom, but I'm I'm Hania. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. at the gym, I am not think. I mean, I'm thinking of my son, but it's not like the front thing. It's what I'm going to do, my personal records that I'm going to set, my, you know, like how much weight I'm going to lift. Like that really is for me. And that no matter how bad my day's going, no matter how many tantrums my son has had, at the end of the day, I have that time for myself, you know? Yeah, definitely. The mindset when you are in the gym or working out with a buddy or by yourself is truly for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe you can uh, target some anger from the day, but eventually at the end of the day, you were there for yourself. You showed up for you, you know, and that is so powerful, powering, empowering. Definitely. I th- and this isn't saying like, hey, go to the gym, you know, like, <laughs> like get in the gym. No, because you have to find what makes you happy. Yeah. At one point, the gym wasn't my happy place. I'd go to the- go with Summer and I would just like do whatever, but I would go for her, you know? You know, at the beginning. Yeah, she always supported me in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, because my place was yoga. I was I was 100% happy when I was at yoga. Um, and then, I mean, she would support me too. She went to a few classes with me. And I think now both of us really like both things. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've always been supportive to each other. Our relationship is very different. <laughs> We're going to have to take a whole episode or five, or five. explaining our relationship. Um But yeah, she's always supported me with my fitness goals. I used to absolutely hate fitness. And (laughs) when we lived together, she like despised my my lifestyle. (laughs) Yeah, she was like, okay, I'm going to the gym at 3 a.m. You know what, though? We would go, we would go to the gym. It'd be like one in the morning and we'd be hitting some legs at the gym. (laughs) Wrong. Wrongly, because we would just, what would we do? We'd do planks. Oh, the fire hydrants on the floor. (laughs) 
nothing against them. But like, <laughs> my butt didn't get big off the fire hydrant. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Especially at one in the morning. And then what would we yeah, eat? So unhealthy. Just yeah. like, go eat. But I thought it was healthy. But also, yeah. I had the worst work-life balance. I was working every single... I was putting in, like, a 100-hour weeks. With no kid. I was putting in 100-hour work weeks. And then I'd be like, okay, so gym at 1, and I'd be at the gym to, like, 1 or 2, and then at work by, like, 6 a.m. It is so unhealthy. Yeah. And it takes until someone tells you that it's unhealthy to realize that it's unhealthy. Because you can have all of these things done, but if you didn't sleep, if you didn't get good meals in the day... Your body's not going to function. But Your I had body. a lot of money, so it's fine. <laughs> we lived on our own. <laughs> we would get, I don't know how we would do it, but we would get our nails done every single every week. week. We, how? I don't know we how we had Orange the money. County, California, and we had rent, and we had groceries, and our nails done. <laughs> Love that. Love that. That's it, though. That's all we had. We had nothing else. Yeah, no. <laughs> no laundry detergent yeah i'd go to my mom's to do my laundry i'd actually just drop it off shout out to my mom because i'd just drop off my laundry i'll be back for that (laughs) you should have her on the baby mama podcast i know one day i'll be like no she'd expose me too much oh never mind she'd be like remember that one time she just she just bring up old stuff (laughs) (laughs) okay i want to i have a question for the listeners um i want to talk about something on our next podcast um our next episode i can't talk um i want to talk about backseat parenting so i'm sure every parent has gone through this but um just to expand what is backseat parenting you know like a backseat driver and they're telling you where to go but they're not driving a parent basically telling you what to do but not helping not giving you any assistance and just inputting their opinion where it shouldn't be um, you have any thoughts? I, this is a really hard topic because it usually comes from people who truly do love you and want what's best for you, mm-hmm. but it is so frustrating because, like I said before, I did a lot of research in parenting in the way that I want to parent, but my parenting style is so absolutely different from my mom's, and it's different from even my son's dad, you know, like, he has a different mindset, he has... And, and that's not a bad thing, you know, like he can parent how he wants and I can parent how I want, but my family members especially are always giving, not my family members, just my mom, <laughs> my mom, I love you, but really, um, no, yeah, she, she means well, I know she means well, but it's just not how I want to do things and it's hard to stop her and be like, that's not how I want to do it, but that's my son, you know, so it's like, it's my son and my mom and I'm in the middle of you know what I mean? Yeah. So what I want to talk about is how to deal with it in the moment and kind of the the mental shift it has on you. Because I think it is so easy for us to go, like, irritated and get anxious when someone's trying to tell us how to parent. Mm-hmm. And but, then we hurt feelings. Yeah, absolutely. But when, like you said, when you recognize that it truly is from an area of love mm-hmm. and they are just trying to help you in a way, how we can shift our emotions in that moment. And just kind of look at it as a positive situation instead of a negative. So if you have any tips or if there's if this happens to you often, how do you deal with it? I want to hear from you guys. I do too because I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, I, don't <laughs> I need <either>. help. <laughs> we actually made it because I need help. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, do you have like any examples, not using names or anything, just like what, like an example of something that has happened? Um, yeah, so... 
often if a family member is in the room while I'm feeding my son um, and I get up and I start cleaning or something and baby gets fussy, this person will tell the baby like what it needs. Like, oh, your mom needs to do this. Oh, your mom should do this. Oh, your mom needs to do this. Mom's busy though. Mom's doing a million other things and that is on the list, you mm-hmm. know? So that happens pretty often. And do you think it's just frustrating? Well, obviously that's backseat parenting, but do you think it's also frustrating because like you're you're being how do I put this? Like it's kind of like a shot at you like, bro, can't yeah. you do this? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm I'm making dinner, I'm packing lunch, I'm just doing so much and then you're telling me that I'm not doing enough. Like I'm doing enough. And that is something that I think every parent should know is that you are doing enough. Absolutely. You cannot do everything all at once, you know, and that's what we're told that we have to do. We have to be um, packing. You have to have your pa- your lunch packed. You have to have um, your meals prepped. And then, like, you just get judged off everything that you're never going to make anyone happy. So why try? Absolutely. You only have two hands, but they have two hands, too, and they could help you. They can't. If they really care that much. Yeah. You know? Like, okay, let's expand this. I'm going <laughs> to ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> I'd ask for help. That's a hard one, too, because mm-hmm. it goes back to, you know, not either being good at accepting it or not, but if people genuinely want to be there for you, why not allow them? It makes me feel good when yeah. you ask for help with Ollie, you know? So it's like, you know I have your back, and it makes me more comfortable to ask you for help with tea. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's hard. Yeah, it's really hard to ask for help. This is something that um, I've talked to with my therapist. Um, the best person that's given me advice was actually my personal trainer. Um, I need someone to give me examples, and so I have someone I live with that can that cooks all the time, right? But they don't cook food that I can eat because I have goals, and the food that I eat is part of my goals. So she told me, my personal trainer was like, ask her to cook like this chicken just put it in the oven for me that's Mm. all you'd have to ask and then they will do it they love you you know you just have to ask the right people to do the right things but this person do you think they'll eventually bring that back up and be like well I have to cook this chicken for you you won't just eat this you know what I mean like kind of throw it in your face later on yeah maybe but I think with patience (laughs) if you have any you could deal with that at that later time yeah you know um yeah i'm sure that is something that could happen but we'll deal with it when it gets here (laughs) (laughs) that that was important (laughs) (laughs) and that's what my pet therapist told me to do live in the moment live in the moment moment. the The power is now have you guys read that book? Have you read that book? I have it sitting in my um, dresser, but I haven't finished it. I've read, I've read, I've read a little bit of it. Another, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just start with that line that you said earlier. Oh yeah. I'm bars. gonna start, yeah, bars. <laughs> I just got me in the mood to sing. <laughs> um, what were you talking about? <laughs> the power of now. The power of now. Also, Atomic Habits. That one's a really good book too. Atomic what's that so atomic habits it talks about your habits and how they can really shift your lifestyle as well Mm. one of the best examples and also the first and only one i've read um (laughs) it it's about changing one percent right so it talks about how to get into the gym you shouldn't like you're you're not just gonna go and start going seven days a week and you're gonna change your diet like no Mm -hmm. even if it's just one percent going and walking in smelling the fresh beautiful yummy gym air 
and then walking out. That's 1%. You did 1% better than yesterday. You didn't even walk into the gym yesterday. You know I what I mean? That. And so, like, and then maybe the next day you walk in, smell the fresh air, and then taste the delicious water from the fountain. Yummy. And then you walk out. But that's better because now the second day you walked in and you drank the water. So it's just kind of like 1% one day. Maybe you you just check out the Stairmaster. You look her up and down and you tell her she's <laughs> fine, you know? And then you walk out. And then the next day you, you get on her. You know, you get on her and you maybe like maybe like five minutes. Right. And it just it's one percent better than yesterday. That's exactly how I got in the gym. Yeah, that's and that that's how Mm -hmm. I've I've lived most of my life since I read that book in like February where I'm like, okay, if I don't want to do this, let me do just do one small thing. Right. So it start for me. My biggest struggle is getting keeping my space clean. Right. So like. I, making my bed, right? So I'm now I make my bed every single day. But, like, making... The, the easiest thing is, like, when you take off your clothes, throw it in the laundry basket. You mm-hmm. know, like, it's so easy, but it's the biggest thing that makes a mess. Oh, my gosh. I want to talk about that. That's an ADHD trait. So really? Oh, having, I'm diagnosed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> having um, trigger habits. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, I have to have a trigger habit for any, everything. And just to expand on what a trigger habit is... You wash your face, you put on your moisturizer, right? They're together. Mm-hmm. So you take off your clothes, they go in the hamper. Mm-hmm. Um, you cook your food, you put it away. Mm. Stuff like that. You have to remember to do the thing right after or you'll never do it. And it'll really? sit there and pile up. So I always have to add a trigger habit. So now my most recent trigger habit, after I train on Mondays, I go to the grocery store. Mm. That is my new trigger habit and it has stuck for four weeks. This is my fourth consistent week. All right. So I say we go celebrate with a cake. A cake. <laughs> a gluten-free, sugar-free. <laughs> Low carb. Marco. <laughs> Marco. Marco. I cannot talk. Macro-friendly this cup. It's a remix podcast. I know. Y'all are really getting it. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have any. For me, it's just really hard to like, like cooking and then eating like putting everything away it's just it's so much for me I love cooking I could cook all day washing those dishes after I cook though yeah makes me never want to cook <laughs> if you cook the same thing every day mm-hmm. you get so good at it like every single morning my son and I have eggs strawberries and protein waffles I know I use the exact same pan the exact same plate every single day and I clean it right after because I know I need it tomorrow mm-hmm. you know That's a good one we yeah. have the same breakfast too but I actually kind of copied your breakfast it's the Baby T eats one and a half waffles. Or sorry, a half a waffle. So I eat one and a half waffles. Oh, you have one and a half? I have one and a half. Because <laughs> I used to do one and then I'd cut it in half and he could have it the next day. But, uh, you know. <laughs> so now I have a waffle and a half, which cuts down like 100 calories. <laughs> oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. <laughs> we do that a lot. I'm surprised yeah. it's taken us this long to actually do it. But we talk and laugh the same way a lot we'll be on the phone with someone and we'll be laughing and they're like who's laughing or they can't tell our voices apart i think our voices are pretty distinct they're, yeah they're different we definitely talk the same like we have the yeah. same inclinations but yeah we don't we don't sound the same yeah you know what call up call them up i'll just talk to them <laughs> we just thought about this and we actually don't sound the same you just dial in right now yeah um what else do you want to talk about just what else we have what else do you expect out of this podcast what are we bringing to the table here um i'm bringing my good vibes <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> i'm just really excited to be i have a lot to talk about i just love talking yeah. i could talk all day um 
I want to create such a safe space for parents, mm -hmm. um, single or not single, just the everyday struggles of being a parent and like crap you don't see on social media, you know? We're here to tell you you're not perfect and we're not perfect. I mess up meh, every day, all the time. Every hour. Every hour. Every minute. And sometimes, and learning to understand that you're a good parent even by messing up. If my son didn't have his whole breakfast, that doesn't make me a bad mom because he didn't have a good breakfast, right? Like we'll try again at lunch. You know, sometimes all he gets are Cheerios instead of his protein waffle with eggs and strawberries and yogurt and chicken sausage. That's what he has. So and that's okay. And yeah, but some days, yeah, he has maybe five Cheerios. And some, some days he even has goldfish for breakfast. Like, he... <laughs> I mean, am I exposing myself to No, that sounds like a perfect childhood. No, I right, had like, for breakfast? Like yeah, that. the other day, I couldn't, I could not get him out of bed. He was just not having it. He didn't want to put on his shoes. He didn't want to put on anything. He wanted only a dinosaur shirt. His only dinosaur shirt was dirty. And so we were running late and just, I was like, what do you want for breakfast? He said goldfish. I gave him goldfish because that was not about a struggle again. And you know what? He woke up the next morning. So that's true. Kept him alive for another day. That's true. Yeah. You really have to pick your battles as a parent. Yes, you really do. I And that's another thing. Learning to pick your, especially in public, I actually have a great example about this. So, yes. I, like I said, my son's two. And so going to the grocery store with him is a whole thing. He does not want to be in the carts anymore. He's a big boy. He actually wants to push the cart, which he's not tall enough. So I either have to carry him or I just have him walk next to me. But he will stop at every single thing and look at it. He will stop at people, say hi, have a whole conversation with them. Like, he does the most, right? And so the other day, I went to the store with him and um, somebody else. And this is someone who is very, very close to him. So they should, they, they're expected to have a little bit more patience. But they were getting really frustrated at him because he wanted to stop and sit on this chair. He wanted to stop and look at this, like, toy. He wanted to stop and talk to this person. He was trying to rush tea. And I was like, you can't, you can't come to Walmart and then expect him to just go go in and out because even for myself that's an unrealistic expectation for myself I stop and look at everything on the way I go into Target for one thing and I leave with like how many things like yeah. so many things the other day I walked I walked in there to return something and walked out with like a whole new wardrobe like <laughs> yeah. you know so I can't have that expectation for my toddler and you know, that was my battle. I choose not to fight. If I can't, if I don't have the time for me to stop by and talk to every single person on the way to the toothpaste, then I won't take him with me. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's where, you know, they start saying, oh, the terrible twos or toddlers are so bad. They're not bad. We just constantly set unrealistic expectations for them. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know how to, how it's a good. Well, you're trying to fit a toddler into an adult mindset. Mm -hmm. that's... They, their only job is to play. Yeah they're supposed to learn you know and oh my gosh the biggest place ever target how That's, many things can they learn there i get so excited about target are yeah. you kidding how's my toddler not going to get excited about it <laughs> so it's just having and you can even you know having unrealistic unrealistic expectations for yourself is a, is a thing as well yeah. where you expect yourself to do all these things and it's and there's a big difference between realistic goals and unrealistic expectations right like um that's 
that has been the biggest thing that's made me happier about being a mom is once I stopped setting unrealistic expectations because now I look at my son and I take him to Target or Walmart or wherever and I'm ex- if I, if he's coming with me and I know I have the time I'm excited because he's going to be he's going to be talking to new people he's going to just he's happy about stuff and another cool thing about letting him explore is that he understands that we can't buy everything so mm-hmm. he'll look at it and I'll be like, okay, well, we can't get it this time and say bye to it. And he'll just say bye to it, you know. But right. I think it's because I allow him and he knows that he's going to get the same experience coming back. Like that that toy isn't going anywhere, you know. Right. You've yeah. created a safe expectation for him. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could talk about baby proofing. but yeah, let's talk about baby proofing. So what is baby proofing? <laughs> <laughs> it's just creating a safe space for your child to be in where you shouldn't have to be watching him the whole time, right? So like making sure that the TVs are mounted so they don't fall on the baby. Mm-hmm. It's hard, though, because, you know, there's just so much that can go wrong with babies, and they just get into everything. They find a way to get into everything. So uh, one of the biggest things that helped us, though, is we, we taught baby T um, how to go up and down the stairs at a really young age. Mm-hmm. So he was going up and down stairs by, like, one and like, two months or something, like, that's as soon really as he started good. walking, yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, that was the only baby proofing <laughs> I really <laughs> worked on. You know, do the good things. Mm-hmm. Put the chemicals high. Mm-hmm. You know, like, don't let them get into bad stuff. Button batteries. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's my biggest fear, button the button batteries. batteries. Yeah. Heard a lot about, oh, about button them. button batteries? Button batteries. Oh, the little button batteries. Little, little but, I mean, buttons, too. Buttons. Yeah. yeah. Buttons, for sure. Yeah. Well, just, you know, be smart. Mm-hmm. You know, put the bad things don't even let it be an option yeah you know like if there is something in the room that you don't want them to get into remove it from the room that goes back to expectations though you can't have something there and expect them not to touch it absolutely right like they're they're gonna be exploring and that's a good thing if Mm -hmm. they're exploring that means their minds are working like they're learning it's so for me watching baby t just learn so he was really when i moved into where i'm living now um he couldn't reach the the light switch so he found a way he started grabbing things so for a little bit he would just always ask me like mommy can you turn on the lights whatever and when I got up like I'd do it but if I was if I was busy or I was doing something he would just cry right but eventually he figured out that if he grabbed a little I had a little the yoga block he grabbed the yoga block put it right there and then stood on it and so then he figured out he figured out how to turn it on and then eventually now he reaches it which has been so hard the first oh, time the he yeah the first time he just went up there started to be toes and turned it on i was like excuse me <laughs> i was like where'd that come from <laughs> oh my gosh it was so sad so oh, bittersweet you know yeah he just turns on the lights by him now i'll be like asleep and he'll turn on the lights and he's like mommy wake up oh. and we're up <laughs> my son recently started crawling i know he's one but um He's a big man. He got a lot of muscle on him, okay? For reference, my two-year-old is weighs less, actually, weighs less. than her mm-hmm. son. And they're in the same. Baby T is actually in size 5 diapers. My son is in size 6 She's, diapers. He's in 6, yeah. He's in 6. In, they're in the same size shoe, mm-hmm. and they wear the same size clothes. They do. So, <laughs> just... So you know. For reference. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, um, it's going to take him a little bit of walk, I think. Yeah, he's he's a big guy. Anyways, so for the first time, maybe two, yeah, two weeks ago, 
I was in one room and he was there with me and he followed me to the next room. That was the first time I had ever not carried him for him Hmm. to get somewhere. And I just really took a moment and soaked it in. You know, like I let myself feel that emotion. I let myself feel what it is to be a mom and watch this little thing grow, you know. I got chills. (laughs) (laughs) Taking that time to have those emotions is so important you really need to make space for your emotions because if you don't they're always going to be there you know if you don't take out the trash it's going to sit right where you left it so take it out yeah take it out take it out take it out make um that also like slowing down is also Mm -hmm. something that i've learned this past year i i've gone through a really big transition the january me to the now me is oh, a yes. completely different person. I love this story. <laughs> oh, such a good story. Well, I mean, this, it's just, I, I'm now surrounded, not that I wasn't surrounded by good people in January, but the people that I'm surrounded by now, I am so thankful from my best friend to my coworkers to my bosses, um, like just my, my parents, even like everybody that I have right now is just the biggest blessing but in this time I've learned to really slow down and because there's a lot of things that you're going to do for the last time even at our young age there was the you know um baby T the last time I picked him up like you I mean I still pick him up but not because he needed me to right like you were talking about yeah do you you didn't think that the last time you picked him up and took him to a room that that was going to be the last time you were going to do that yeah what a blessing in disguise that you weren't thinking that it was the last time right you because know? you'd you'd sit there and think about it more but what a blessing and i'm because i know that you really soak in every moment of all of ollie yeah um what a blessing that you were able to be so present in that moment that you still know that that was the last time you know what yeah. i mean like you are you get to remember it and same with me like the last time that i turned the lights on for baby t like i remember that oh, and then the next yeah. morning i woke up and he turned them on by himself right but we are slow and we are watching and we're not rushing the whole parenting thing. Absolutely not. Being so present is such a blessing. Yes. Learning to just have a free mind when you're with your kids, mm-hmm. you know, like put the phone down sometimes. Yes, I was driving this morning and I was at a red light. I look at my phone and he was like, no phone. And he will point at it. He like, no phone, mommy. And he's mm-hmm. just strict with it. And I actually think of him every time I'm on my phone and I'm driving, even when he's not with me. Aww. And it's so cute because I'm like, all right, if he was here, he'd tell me not to do it. That doesn't mean you can't ever use your phone around your kids. You right. know, it, take it with a grain of salt. Be your own parent. But also yeah. understand that they are fully aware and fully uh-huh. present of their surroundings. I wasn't really aware of how much Baby T understood until recently he talks about everything he tells me what i was doing he tells me he goes to his dad's house he tells me what he does at his dad he tells me what he does at his dad's house what goes on there like nobody is safe from him <laughs> nobody he's a, he's, a, he's a snitch he'll be at school and he'll be like mommy this person this this person and i'm like the toddler tea is good the all i gotta say so good this person be biting this person he'd be biting this person <laughs> And then she turned around by him. And then big, yep, yep. Yeah, and I remember when the my son was biting a lot and still kind of, I mean he hasn't bit in a while, but he was for a while he was really bad biting problem. And he would I'd pick him up and he like he'd be like, "Mommy, T bit." And I'd be like, "Who T bit?" <laughs> <laughs> Who T done bit? <laughs> Who 
10 bit tea <laughs> and then he, yeah he'd tell me and then i'm just like is that a good choice and he's like no like he's he's honest he's at least he's honest i'm raising an honest man he is yeah oh my gosh oh goodness raising so funny. the men that will buy their girls a snack at a gas station that was a shot <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are <laughs> oh man oh dating oh no <laughs> That's going to be such a good topic. That's going to be a really kids. fun one. Yeah. I saw a post on Instagram this morning that was like, I think you, somebody reposted it. And it said like, dating as a single mom is so hard because. I no, I, sh- I sent that to you. You sent it to me, yeah. I want to spend all my time with both of y'all, but y'all can't see each other. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want y'all to meet. Oh, yeah, Which yeah, is yeah. so real. Like, <laughs> I mean, not to get really into this topic, because I know this is, this is a topic for another time. Mm-hmm. But dating as a single mom, I don't want you to meet my son ever. Ever, I, even even if we're getting, I don't want you to meet him like that, because I want to protect him, right? Like, he gets so attached to people, so attached, yeah. and so like for me to just not that I you know have men constantly coming in and out of my life, <laughs> but because of that, I know that once I do find someone and I introduce it to them, it, it to them, <laughs> when I introduce them, um, I just I you you are have to be a part of my son's life forever and ever and ever now because I'm I'm not gonna be the one to tell my son that we messed up. We messed up. <laughs> we messed up. Yeah, um, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard also because you have no time. Yes. I mean, well, I make time. Well, if you're co-parenting and you have someone to watch them, then yeah, you have some time. But for someone like me who has a hundred percent baby time all the time, um, he has an aunt. Yeah, but I'd like you to go out. Right. So I guess we should explain that. I co-parent. So she's a fully 100%. I co-parent. So I do have Thursday. Sometimes Thursday. Should I, I guess they don't need to know that. They don't need to know that. <laughs> she was like, if you want to hit me up, I'm outside. Thursday night? <laughs> you are going to hit my God. DMs Thursday, Friday. No, it's sometimes Thursday. Mostly Friday and Saturday. Um. <laughs> but I'm at work from 12 to she 6. Be working. Um, yeah. So we just have a little bit. <laughs> we have different parenting schedules. Correct. Yeah. So. I'd be outside. No, I do not be outside. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Um, okay. So that was this episode. Um, next episode, I really want to talk about backseat parenting. So if you have anything, you can DM it to us on Instagram. Um, should we make a Twitter? People use Twitter. I don't, I don't use Twitter. Please don't. Please, Twitter. please don't hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> we have nothing. Um, you can hit me up on um Hinge. <laughs> Find my Hinge. <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> a chispa. That's a Mexican Stop. deal. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that on our dating one. <laughs> so yeah, any backseat parenting advice? How do you deal with it? How do you address it? Or if you just have a, a story you'd like to share, because backseat parenting is so manipulative it is is. and it comes from the people you love the most and that is also a topic like being manipulated by people you love right Mm -hmm. like and recognizing that it is manipulation because some of us don't know the signs i was in an abusive relationship that was so terrible but like now i look back i'm like girl what the heck were you doing (laughs) to be fair i was telling her girl what the heck are you doing the whole time you see it right you don't hear people telling you right so yeah in through one ear out the other Thank you so much for listening. Uh, anything you'd like to add? I burnt my face. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
quote or quote, but it says podcast. <laughs> that is what mo- being a mom is. I have so many good intentions and so much to get done that I get nothing done. <laughs> okay, this one, I don't think this one really correlates, but a really good mantra I would like you guys to take on for your week is would you rather be uncomfortable saying no for five minutes or be uncomfortable for saying yes for the duration of what you said yes to that was not a good mantra <laughs> but it's but a good thing think to about think it about. Yeah, yeah think about it think about it <laughs> um just on setting your boundaries basically yes yeah she's really good at setting boundaries thank you we will talk about that we'll talk about how to set a boundary we should talk about how to yeah. set a boundary. i would like to listen to that podcast <laughs> That's a good one. I'm gonna write that down. I'll send you the remix. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Be better, not bitter. See you guys next week. (laughs) That was fun. That was fun.